first of all, if you're a kid listening to this, this is not the episode you're looking for. Skip right on ahead. If you're on a device, just hit that next arrow. If you're listening on Alexa, just say Alexa next. This one's just for mom and dad. So I'll be talking to you soon, but we'll get to that later. Thanks. All right, here we go, parents. Have you ever read a book touting some new business concept or some spiritual truth and thought, man, that could have been summed up in a lot fewer words? Well, you're probably right, but would you have felt the same way about what you read if they just threw it all out there on the table right in the first few pages? They probably didn't do that because they know that's not how we are convinced of an idea. And that's certainly true for us as adults. And I think it's true for our kids as well. We want to be impacted on a level beyond mere intellectual acquisition. We want to feel something. My name is Seth York, and I've got four kids. And really, I just wanted some more content out there for them to consume that would be meaningful and helpful to them and wasn't just more of the same noise that's out there. We are not ones that don't consume anything that's not Christian, but I think there needs to be more balance in what's out there. And frankly, it has been really hard to find some good stuff for my kids to consume that is biblically based and gospel centered and frankly, good. Now, I don't know if I can provide the good part yet, but I'm working on it. I, that's what I want this to be. And um, so here we're starting this thing. There's this internet meme going around that, you know, it's like this message that says, describe your favorite movie in the most boring way possible. And some of the answers are things like, man turns off alarm clock 3,176 times. That is, of course, to describe Groundhog Day. Or, rich dude buys an island and puts old lizards on it. That's right, it's Jurassic Park. And I think sometimes, because we are so preoccupied with getting to the point and wanting people to get the message clearly, that we disengage the heart, and we fear emotions, and we end up expressing some fun wonderful life-giving thing like man turns off alarm clock 3176 times when in reality groundhog day is one of the greatest movies that's ever been made and sometimes we we short circuit the truth of god's word when we miss out on how it is presented because in reality in god's word is some of the most beautiful wonderful, impactful, life-giving truths that can ever be so, that could ever be known or, and certainly experienced. And they're meant to be experienced, not just known. There's a, a book my family has enjoyed recently. It's called Arlo and the Great Big Cover-Up. And I commend it to you. It's awesome. But in the beginning of the book is Proverbs 28, 13, and it says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. After I read that verse, I asked my kids, what does conceal mean? 
and they didn't know. And I said, what does prosper mean? They gave a few guesses, but they didn't really have a good answer. So I said, what does forsake mean? I guess what they didn't know that either. Well, you go on to read the book and it illustrates the truths of Proverbs 28, 13 in a beautiful way. Arlo is in the middle of quiet rest time in his bed and he does something that many children at some point in their life do, which is draw on the wall and he regrets it. And he does what is a natural impulse. He tries to cover it up. He doesn't want his mom to know that he's drawn on the wall, so he starts this big cover-up where he pulls together lots of toys and stacks them, and he goes to great lengths and gets more and more anxious and upset as he tries to cover up this bad thing that he's done. And as you might expect, his mother recognizes there's something a bit fishy about this tall tower of toys in front of his wall. She finds out a sin, and he does what Adam and Eve did, which is they hid from God when they sinned, and Arlo hides from his mom but she finds him and confronts him uh, with the fact that he's drawn on the wall. And much to his surprise, he actually feels great relief when, he, when his mom finds out the sin. They reconcile, she forgives him, and he still gets punished. But he realized that covering up his sin, covering, concealing this transgression that he did, made him really miserable. So this story is basically about why it's, of course, wrong to sin in the first place. But if we do, we don't want to cover it up from our parents or from God. And hiding only makes it worse. So now, after the end of this book, I can ask my kids, what does conceal mean? Right? They all oh, cover up. What does transgression mean? Oh, this is a, a wrong thing that you've done. So what is it to prosper, right? All this is for good things to happen to you, right? So it's taken this scripture that they could know intellectually, maybe they even acknowledge it to be good, but through this story, now it is connected to their hearts. And it's not just connected because they see it in Arlo's experience. They see Arlo's experience and it resonates because they've had a similar experience. Each of them, because they are little humans, they've had some scenario where they've had some transgression that they've tried to conceal for a mom and dad, and it's never gone well for them, right? This resonates with them. This is true. Proverbs 28, 13 is not in any way deficient. That truth is good. But helping them to connect it, I will say it's incredibly helpful to memorize and catechize but i don't want us to stop short of connecting those truths to the hearts of our children we even see this played out in scripture right this is precisely what nathan does when david is caught in sin with bathsheba right when god when god sends nathan to go talk to david what does nathan do he says David, let me tell you a story, right? He could have gone to him and said, hey, you have sinned with Bathsheba. You've committed murder. You have done all these wrong things, but that's not how he went about it. He told him the story of this little you lamb to the point where he builds this thing up and, and David is furious. He's saying, man, tell me who this guy is. Who has done such a thing? And in this wonderfully dramatic moment, 
Nathan says, that's you. You are that man. And how is it that David responds? He says, oh, I have sinned against God. Our Bible is so beautifully presented to us that it is filled with the stories that connect God's love for us to our hearts through his care for his people, through his provision over all of human history, and through the infinite wisdom presented in those pages. We want to take the truths we have founded our lives upon it and connect it to our hearts so we can experience his love every day. I just know it, know about it, because I, mean, I see this so often as just somebody that knows all of these truths, but is stopping short of experiencing it. Man, we see that. That's what the Bible says about the demons. They know this, and it even results in an emotional response for them, right? They fear, they tremble, but they don't experience that love of God. So as we see the truth in God's word, we know this to be certain, we connect it to our hearts, and we get to experience it every day. And that's what I want for my kids. That's what I want for all kids to grow up having experienced the truth of God's word in their own lives. We'll see how this little podcast goes. I hope it is helpful for somebody else. Worst case scenario, it's something that I get to enjoy doing uh, with my kids, and hopefully that'll be meaningful to them. But uh, we, we want to tell stories. We want to tell them well. We want to answer the tough questions that come up throughout Scripture. We don't want to avoid any of that stuff. We want to have a good time. We want to present something that is uh, quality, right? I don't know anything about doing this, but I want it to be good. I want it to be helpful. And um, most of all, I want it to be meaningful and point people to Jesus. So as we go along, I would love for some feedback. I would love for some to hear how this could be meaningful to you, how you're using it, how it is impacting you. I want we're going to have opportunity for kids to ask questions. We don't want anything to be off the table. One thing I found in a lot of what my kids listen to um, the podcast from a secular perspective is they're handling tough questions, but they aren't tackling them from a, a biblical perspective and uh, man what would that say about christians if we shot away from those tough questions so i want that to be a place where we can handle this stuff we can address it meaningfully through god's word and engage interact together and again point people to jesus so thanks for tuning in and uh, look for more episodes in the future we're going to start from the beginning and see how God has uh, loved us from even then.